Hello, welcome into the official. We have got a great show for you this week. Um, we're just going to focus on some commitments. There's actually been quite a large number of commitments in April already, last 10 or so days. We've got at least one five-star. We've got multiple quarterbacks falling into place and a few interesting running backs as well. So uh, I think it'll be a good show, really just bringing up names of guys who are committed and uh, now we have an idea of their landing spot. And so that's what we're going to do. I'll bring in Matt and David for the rest. This is The Official. All right, guys, welcome in. We've got a good show. Just focusing on commitments this week, but I think there's a, a number of really good names. Um, David, Matt, who's your most exciting name on the list that you are are you know interested in talking about? I would say Mylon Graham, probably. Yeah, sure, it makes sense. It's the easy answer. He's the highest rated, yep. So before we get started, and we'll get into that in quite a, in just a minute here, but like and subscribe to this video if you enjoy what we do with the official, talking about recruiting, uh, really focusing in on the fantasy angle of recruiting and also uh, some peripheral metrics to help us make decisions with these players. Um, also go to our home website, kansastocanta.com. Uh, the freshman guide for the 2023 class is still pretty hot off the press. You can get that there. Um, this is now we have begun our 2022 pro or 2024 process, and we're going to keep going until we release that guide next year around this time in, in early March. But we also have articles, tools, guides, multiple different subscriptions to choose from. And this is going to help you, uh, you know, being a member at campus2canada.com is going to help you with any fantasy football format that you do, whether it's college fantasy redraft, campus to Canton, some other hybrid, Devi, Dynasty, all the way to the NFL side. We've got information and things to make you uh, better and beat your league mates every step of the way. Here at the official, of course, we are focusing on that quote-unquote rookie class on the college side. That, of course, is going to be freshmen. And we, like I said, just review released the 2023 freshman guide. We're already getting a head start on the 2024 class. So, with that said, this week we're focusing on, you know, I think it's about it's about 10 pretty big time commitments, especially from the skill position players that we focus on. And, you know, Matt and David alluded to it already, but Mylon Graham, a five star, I believe he's a, a 24-7 composite five star um, wide receiver committed to Ohio State pretty quickly after David mentioned his name last week. I think he committed uh, th that night or the next day. Okay. And of course, he's during the show. During the show, we didn't get a breaking segment, unfortunately, but during the show, um, to Ohio, you know, wide receiver U is clearly Ohio State now. I think that we really cannot argue that at the moment. So he's going to ride those coattails and go to uh, where everybody is having success, getting first round draft capital, all that. But David, you answered first with Mylon Graham. Why are you excited to talk about him? What do you see with this player? Where does he fit in the Ohio State offense as we know it? Should he remain committed there and sign there in the end? Yeah, I think it's a good, I mean, obviously going to Ohio State, it's a good, a good spot to be um, for development and everything else. But uh, um, I think he's worth the five stars. He stood out to me immediately. Like I, when I, when I watched him, I thought Devonta Smith, when I saw him, like he, he does have that slender build, but 
Um, when you when you watch some of his cam stuff, so you can really see his release. It's just he's just so sudden off the line, and he's just really hard to stay in phase. Uh, you know, just quick, but he can also control his speed as well. Um, plays stronger than his size, I would say, um, but he is slender, so that's kind of like one of the knocks on him. Um, but I don't know. I think he's well rounded. Um, good player, good landing spot. Matt, uh, anything to add there with Mylon Graham? Not much, really. No, I mean he's just an extremely well-rounded player. Uh, his only real knock would be his slight frame, but that's really not something I'm worried about at all. You know, 170 at this level is fine. Probably at the next level, it still would be fine as well. Like it's not like Devonta Smith is uh, packing on the pounds, really. So, uh, you know, such a well-rounded game, separates so easily, super refined. Uh, really good after the catch. He wins contested too. Like there's really not much projection you need to uh, do here to see how he's going to succeed at the next level. Yeah, I second all that. I was impressed uh, with his yak. One thing though, it should be noted he did play some pretty bad level of competition in uh, Indiana. I think you know negative uh, strength of schedule, but still, I mean, he statistically dominated as well. So there's not much more you can really you know ask him to do there. Right, and I think you can still kind of, I mean, receivers are one, are a position, in my opinion, you really can kind of just look at them a little bit more in a vacuum and just see movement skills that seem to maybe translate. And I agree with all that. I was impressed with his yak ability. Uh, Devonta Smith is a pretty interesting comp. I agree on the slender build. I mean, all that, you guys, of course, I don't really have anything to add, but I, I will say just overall, I was impressed. He looks like he's got that turbo button as well. He really can accelerate. I don't care what the competition was. And maybe an interesting project at some point would be, you know, does strength of schedule matter for all positions? Maybe it's a little bit more on quarterback and running back versus receiver. I wonder if it matters as much because, yeah, you can take advantage of bad corners, but if you're good, you're probably going to win regardless, whereas running backs have to manage an entire offensive line and linebackers and all this. And if your team is way better, you may be able to just out-muscle them more than a wide receiver. But We'll save that for another day. Okay. We do have quite a few names, so we'll just keep going here. I think Mylon Graham, everyone thinks he's great. Going to the best landing spot you could possibly ask for. We're excited. Nitarian Tuggle, a, uh, I guess uh, we've got listed here three-star, um, although I'm surprised that Georgia would take a commitment from a three-star this early. But uh, going to Georgia, now this is a guy you kind of had your eye on. Is that right, Matt? And you don't, you're not thrilled about this landing spot? Is Why would you be? Uh, yeah, well, I, I think, first of all, he's just a really talented guy. I mean, uh, 6'3", I believe he's listed at 190 or 180 between there. But he moves extremely well at his size. You're not going to see as many you know, larger size wire series move this well laterally. Like, he is very good after the catch. Um, you know, that's really his big, strong selling point. But he's also a down-the-field threat. Uh, I did end up charting two teams of him, actually, just because, you know, on initial looks, he caught my eye in the highlights, so... I made him a priority to chart and you know, he's kind of raw. Uh, you know, he's not going to separate very easily. And his hands are kind of questionable, but mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot to like there with, you know, his after the catch ability and just especially, you know, this downfield uh, big playability as well. And obviously, you know, I, for college fantasy wise, you don't love to see the Georgia spot. I mean, right. there's just no way around it. 
unless you know they change their offense significantly anytime soon. Hey man, for focused, but maybe Raiola shows up and that that could be a game changer. No, he's gonna throw to the tight ends if he does. Well, remember Alabama was not exciting on offense until they started getting a quarterback. So all they gotta do is land a guy and then it could change. But David, do you have anything to add on Tuggle? Yeah, I think this. I think he's a little underrated by the services right now. He's. Uh, I don't know. I think he's like maybe like composites in the seventies or something like that. But right. yeah, three star guy. Composite, I, three star, three star on twenty four seven as well. Yeah, he's a wide receiver sixty seven. I think just like his change of direction at that size, like even just on that, I think he's closer. To, I think he will be a four star. I mean, he plays in Indiana. South Bend, Indiana, literally 30, 30 miles away from Notre Dame. I'm not hurt about it. It's fine. Tough but scene. Tough scene. It's a tough scene. We can't get I, I don't I don't know if you qualified academically, but you know, it's fine. So he's actually headed to IMG, which is interesting. So that oh. should help in his development. So I that's promising because we've recently seen apparently Carnell Tate's super ready to go. And we saw it, uh, the previous year with Katron Allen, these guys are kind of ready to go from IMG. So that's uh, a promising thing in his favor too. Yeah. Good point there. Um, also, uh, you know, the 24 seven comp here by Alan true, who's a friend of the show, friend of a friend of campus Canton actually as, as a whole, uh, the comp is Marquez Calloway, which, uh, you know, just based, I have not watched him, but based on what you guys are saying, that kind of makes sense. Bigger guy, 6'3", pushing 200. And Calloway, as we know, returned punts in college. He returned punts uh, for the Saints. That's what got him on the depth chart. And then he actually had a decent season when they lost everybody else, but he was kind of the last guy standing and had a decent season, 600, 700 yards, a few touchdowns. Not anything to write home about, but as a, I think he was a UDFA you know, coming in and having a reasonably successful season. That's nice. But Callaway had the size and very interesting return skills, you know, that got him fantasy relevant in the NFL. So we do like that comp, even though it, on the surface, it might not sound like a superstar, but you've got the size, you've got like yakability, like you said, Matt, that could tend to lean, lend itself towards returnability. Um, and so there's some there's some ingredients here that this guy is a guy to watch for sure. And then, as David said, if he becomes a four star, you know, most everybody will be on him as well. So that's one to watch during this cycle. And then getting the Georgia commitment, you know, that could get him a fourth star. Some of the services uh, just do it that way or, you know, put a lot of emphasis on those types of things. So we will see. Uh, interesting guy, though. I'm going to take a look at Tuggle myself a little deeper as we go along. All right, three running backs. I'm adding one athlete as a running back. Seems like that's his likely landing spot. Um, let's go with James Peoples to Ohio State. A little bit undersized, about six foot, six foot one, 190 pounds. We we do like to see them over 200, but I'll just start. I was kind of impressed with this guy. I mean, I thought he, honestly, in in an unusual fashion, I thought his his tape for junior year was less impressive on the front end. And when he's got to the middle and the back end, I was actually like, oh, there's more going on here. He shows some pretty good receiving ability. That's they saved that for like the middle to back end of his tape, which I, you know, we as fantasy people love that. Maybe, maybe some people don't seem to care that much, but like wheel routes, other good transitional catches where he even a screen, but it's kind of thrown behind him, but he caught it, still turned up field very quickly. I like that. I noticed that when guys are catching the ball and getting into the next phase of their uh, upfield quickly. Um, and then, you know, as a runner, 
little undersized, a little straight line. I'm not going to say he was a big juke guy, but he does seem to have some jets. I liked his burst, but I didn't think he was terribly creative, you know, in the open field. Kind of a just like a straight line, you know, fast guy. But I did like some burst. End up, I think, grading him somewhere in the 70s uh, on my initial grade. What do you have to add? You know, we'll go Matt first and we'll do David. So James Peoples. Uh, yeah, I would agree with pretty much everything you said. I don't think he's going to test as like uh, you know a top tier athlete, relatively average, you know, at this level currently. Uh, but you know he's definitely a home run hitter. Uh, definitely more bursty than he is. I think uh, long speed. Uh, definitely very physical though at his size, one ninety. I think I've seen him listed as high as like one ninety eight. So he hmm. could be you know okay. pushing two hundred by now. And that's junior. Way, you know, by that's the way, I think Trevian Henderson was coming into Ohio State also at like you know one ninety five ish and. By sophomore year, I think he was already listed 215. So, yeah, okay. You know, uh, definitely a good strength program. So, there's that to add on to it. But, yeah, I I don't think there's really a big heir apparent in this running back room for when Trevion does leave. I mean, I'm sure Mayan, it, he has another year of eligibility, right? Yeah, he'll be back this year. I don't know. I don't think he'll play in 2024, though. Okay. So, then it'll be between him. Well, everyone's got the COVID year. So, let's just assume he. he yeah, could. that's what I'm saying. I, I think he does probably. Unless he goes pro. Yeah. Yeah, so he could be, but then you know it's kind of a toss up between uh, Pryor and um, oh my god, what's the Hayden? Hayden, yeah. Dallas. He actually had Hayden. a nice freshman season. So yeah, I mean, I, I I think he's pretty good too. But I think that I would put them all around the same you know talent level. None of them is like this clear you know next level guy. So you know we'll see. He could definitely end up being the next lead back for Ohio State though. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. David, anything to add? Yeah, I think he has the talent to become a starter there. Um, and he's a well-rounded guy. I think he'll get to – he's listed, what, 5'10", 195? You know, he, I think he'll get to the 205, 210 range at some point. Um, but I actually thought he was decent on the second level. I, I don't know. He had quite a few spin moves and stuff and, and some pretty good jukes in there. So I actually thought he was decent in that regard. Um, even though he played Texas, like his SOS was really low. So, mm. you know, sometimes it's hard to like judge, like, I think it was like 2.1 or something. Um, but you know, at, who cares? Like he had, he averaged like 18 yards a catch and like almost 10 yards per carry, like over 2000 yards rushing. Like he's going to hit all the production marks we look for. Mm-hmm. And the tape is, I thought it was solid. He's, he's squarely in my tier two. Yeah, I think that's a good place for him. I actually think, you know, middle tier two is probably about right. I think most people agree. The only thing is, I mean, if his senior tape comes out and he's, you know, doing even more receiving, I could get more interested. Uh, there's definitely some flashes on that junior tape of like like legit, you know, hands and, and ability to catch and turn up field, which, you know, is a differentiator on a lot of these running backs if they appear to be middling, you know, that can set them apart. All right, moving on. Kanan Daniels going to UF. And, uh, you know, when when we get a commitment from a guy that I haven't really heard of, I'm usually like, oh, boy, that's probably not great. I had not done much on Kanan Daniels, and I flipped on the tape, and I, I really just – I didn't come away too impressed. Just looked like a pretty average-looking high school running back to me. If anything, he looks big. Uh, I think he's listed 6'1", 200, and maybe he, you know, gets to be kind of a big bruiser. But athletically, to me, I I didn't see really anything that, like, separated him from anybody else. 
Any 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 positivity? Can you guys help me out here? Because he's going to my Gators. Uh, I mean, he looked all right. I I I think his straight line speed would probably come out decent. I don't think we have a mile per hour time on him or anything. Definitely more of a straight line guy though. Didn't really see him too much wiggle or even that many you know hard cuts or anything like that. Kind of mm-hmm. just getting it and going upfield. So um, you know maybe maybe he does something, but you know, the the I I would take you know the other two Florida backs and past two classes above him. Yes. And you guys have Bowens too committed, don't you? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah Bowens in the same class. And I like Bowens um, kind of a little bit. We've talked around him before, but the other, uh, so there was hope for a while that like Bowens would be our RB2 in the class. And now it looks like Bowens is going to be the one and this guy's going to be the two. So I think we missed probably some other targets and he's maybe a backup. The offense was also weird. One of those like, very obvious, like run every down offenses. He played a lot of wildcat type quarterback. So, you know, they got two blockers in the backfield and all that kind of stuff. So just tons of blocking and, and basically just out muscling people. I wasn't terribly impressed. Yeah. I just kind of wrote down that he was kind of a one speed guy. You know, yeah. there wasn't a whole lot of twitch there. It was just kind of like this, like, I don't know, just like kind of a smooth acceleration, but like, I don't know how it's going to translate really. Uh, and I didn't really see a, a lot of physicality. So I think I prefer Bowens in that class. Yeah. All right. Moving on. That's that's what I expected, but I was hoping you guys would somehow cheer me up a bit. Um, all right. Here's a guy I think is interesting, and I won't say anything first other than I think he's interesting. Quentin Martin, athlete, but looks based on the, you know, Penn State is a running back haven lately, last decade or so. And his 24-7 write-up seems to – Seems to hint that he's maybe best as a as a running back. I don't really know if you guys have heard any anything else, but I decided to talk about him here. What do you think, uh, David, of Quentin Martin headed to Penn State? Yeah, he has a weird evaluation. I think I brought him up on our um, we had a twenty twenty four preview like a while back. Okay, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he was a guy I brought up just because he like I think like his first four or five highlights were like special teams return touchdowns. And uh, it stood out to me. But then, like, the more I looked into it, like, his competition's, like, pretty bad. And he's just, like, I don't think he's that fat. Like, he's, like, 20.4 miles per hour, um, 15.5 SOS. But it it even looked worse to me. It even looked worse than that. So Mm. um, he's just, like, a weird – I guess he's listed 6'2", 200. Like, so, like, the size is nice. You know, and he'll probably pack on more pounds, and he can get even more athletic at Penn State and their and their program there. Um, but he's just kind of a. I kind of thought like maybe like a Kenny, like because I don't think he hasn't played really wide receiver, but he is a really good receiver. But like he's kind of behind the eight ball as far as like developing as a receiver. So it's just like you kind of have to stick. I feel like to running back at this point if you're going to play on offense. So. Um, I think he's a running back. I think he's kind of like a Kenny McIntosh type of player, where it's just okay. like you, you he's kind of more of a low volume running back, probably won't be super efficient as a runner, but you can use him as a pass catcher quite a bit. Um, uh, so I kind of like him, but not really in love with him for, you know, I don't know. He's fine. The volume is don't... everything for us. So, I mean, if you can't see the volume, it's a little hard. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, I mean, he had a 36% receiving market share, which is really high for – and he can, he can track the ball downfield, all that stuff. 
Um, but I didn't think he was, I watched his basketball highlights. Of course I went through all of that and yeah. like, there's no dunks like that. He's just, and he should be, cause he's six two with like pretty, pretty good length, you know, like he should be throwing down. I didn't, I didn't see a lot of explosion. Like, like those long kick, kick and punt returns has suggested that he might have. And I just didn't, the more I dug in, I, I liked him a little bit less. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. Uh, Matt, anything? Yeah, I like him, man. He definitely has the receiving upside, which we want. You want to see he, you know, he lines up wide pretty regularly in his highlights. Um, I agree with David. I I wouldn't put to the extreme of like a Macintosh, uh, because I think he's athletically superior to that. Uh, he's definitely very nimble for somebody his size. We have uh, some agility testing on him. I think he had a sub four two five, uh, cone, a shuttle. No shuttle. Yeah. I think it was sub four two five or sub four two shuttle. So that's very good for a you know a two hundred pound running back. Uh, so yeah, I, I he could be the next Penn State you know heir. Who knows? Katron will probably stick around an extra year. I would expect maybe to be the one to shine after Singleton leaves, uh, and then maybe after that Martin could take over. Yeah, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, we've all hinted at it. He's interesting, you know, and and if he finds a home, if he finds a role that can be fantasy friendly. He's got the build. He's got the athleticism. I think he can be very interesting. Um, um, so it should, be, it should be noted. The door isn't closed on him playing defense. He said, yeah, that, yeah. he said that they were going to storm off at running back his freshman year. Then after okay. that, they said year two or three, they could, you know, play mm-hmm. him on defense. Um, so he's considered a pretty good safety safety prospect as well. So yeah, um, I, read, door's yeah definitely I read open for that as well. Yeah, so we'll see. But again, that all is wrapped up and interesting. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on for sure. All right, so now we got some quarterbacks to go over here. Uh, Three pretty big names and two interesting names uh, to some smaller schools. But first off, let's talk about K.J. Jackson to Arkansas. Um, You know, K.J. Jefferson is there. He's going to be there again. Now they got another K.J. coming in. Um, What did you guys think about this guy? Kind of another toolsy, raw-ish looking quarterback to me, similar to probably how KJ Jefferson was viewed when he came in. Uh, does anybody have a positive take? Because I, I don't really. <laughs> I don't. I, didn't like a... I, yeah. I wouldn't even compare him. I think KJ Jefferson's significantly more uh, physically talented. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't see a didn't look... ton to really hang my hat on here. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think from a scrambling point of view, he didn't look very impressive. He's kind of a big guy, but otherwise, yeah, I, I'm with you. I kind of was going to give him a full-blown grade and then watching it. I mean, eventually I will by the time we get through it, but I was a little pressed for time, and I was like, ah, I don't even think it's really worth digging in. And, and dip, you know, I just – I agree. I would say the same thing. I just wrote down he had a 7.8 rushing market share. For, for like going to Arkansas, I guess I, I assumed he was going to be more athletic, but I just put down average athlete, average arm. Yeah. Uh, he likes to throw on the move. He's a lefty. I don't know. I wasn't, I thought I would like him more and I didn't really like him. Yeah. Okay. Well, moving on, no need to be, you know waste time on, on guys that we don't love. Um, Aaron Nolan, speaking of another lefty who's considerably more, um, has more pedigree and is now committed to Ohio state, which of course, you know, offensive, just juggernaut in college football. What do we think of Aaron Nolan? Ohio state's gone from Dylan Riola to Aaron Nolan here. 
Um, I got to say, I don't think that's a gain for Ohio State. Well, whenever you're losing the top quarterback in class, it's, you know, obviously it's always going to be lost there no matter who else you bring in. I, I think Nolan's good. I think he's solidly in, you know, a top four clustering of like, you know, a very clear top four, at least for me, that's forming in the class. And uh, I, I think he's one of the safer guys, honestly. He's a very accurate, definitely more of a pocket guy. You, know, you really don't see him do too much moving around, kind of just hangs around in there. Uh, but, you know, he's very accurate, very solid. Uh, I think he's very reliable, uh, at least as a prospect. David, thoughts? Yeah. I don't think he's that much of a runner. Do, do we have a market share? I thought I wrote it down. Um but I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, it was. It's pretty low. Yeah, I think it was like five percent or something like that. But I think he's a good fit at Ohio State. I mean, this is what Ryan Day wants. He wants a pocket passer. He can layer it to all levels. He's accurate. Good ball placement. Um, you know, said he had seventy-three percent completion percentage last year against good competition. So um, he's going to have all the best receivers in the country. It must be nice. And uh, so I don't know. He's going to be good, <laughs> at least in college for sure. Um, you know, does the does the running aspect of like does that bother me a little bit? Sure, obviously. Um, but you know, we'll see what he does senior year. Maybe he'll add that part to his game. Yeah, I think all that's fair. He, I came away saying he's absolutely a pocket passer. He's a lefty, but nice arm. I mean, real nice arm. I think I gave him pretty good marks there. Uh, nice clean delivery. Um, I agree he's got touch and some strength and, and you know, all good. But I'm with you, David. You know, you and I are always going to stand the runners. Uh, we, we can't we can't do the pure pocket guys. So um, but, yeah, probably good fit at Ohio State. And then we'll see, you know, if he develops or uh, or whatever there. Uh, he, he's an interesting guy in terms of his like I mean, I remember six months ago. We were talking about him like visiting Vandy and then he got an Auburn and it was like, Oh, Auburn, that's like an upgrade kind of from Vandy from a program perspective. And then, you know, now it's Ohio state. So he's, he's really just, you know, shot up in terms of his prestige of his offers and now committing to Ohio state. All right. Now I'm going to take the lead here because I don't know how you guys feel. Michael Hawkins is very fun. Very fun. I really like this guy. And I and a hat tip to Matt Bruning, who saw him at the uh, Elite 11 Regional last year in Texas and came away raving about this guy. Um, his junior tape is, is just pretty much fantastic. I mean, I didn't realize he was so good as a runner. He's a threat. He is a true threat. He's dynamic. He's fast. Got top-end speed as a runner. But I really liked his arm. To me, his arm, you know, maybe not to the level of this guy, but there was elements in terms of his motion and the way he could layer and the way he could distribute the ball to a lot of tough spots was kind of like Malachi Nelson this year to me. Um, and that seems, uh, you know, Malachi Nelson plus dynamic running ability is pretty scary for opposing defenses. Now, I'm not saying his arm is definitely that good, but there were flashes of that type of placement, that type of smooth ability to deliver the ball i'm really excited about this guy and you got to like the oklahoma landing spot what do you guys think 
I'm, I'm gonna have to pump the brakes on here a tiny bit. I do agree. Very fun. Very fun. Definitely a playmaker. Uh, and if I had only seen, you know, his junior highlight tape, I'd probably be totally on board. But we actually, you know, we followed him week to week, kind of last year. Okay. We had our yeah, group chat with Bruning where we would watch our, you know, our Saturday high school or our Friday night high school games. And uh, he had some pretty rough points during the season. And, you know, Allen as a whole kind of, Allen, Texas is his uh, high school team as a whole, didn't really uh, perform as well as people expected going into the year. That being said, you know, I do really like the talent. Uh, I think it's, you know, mostly just mental ish, you know, mental mistake issues, uh, you know, some decision making, some errant passes here and there that things that can, you know, absolutely be cleaned up. And, you know, I would expect them to look even better this year. But, uh, you know, just there is some concern there. Yeah, I actually that makes a lot of sense as to why he maybe isn't rated a little bit higher. And, and you know, when I say Malachi Nelson, you know, Malachi Nelson such a clean prospect. Like he doesn't do the things you're talking about. Mental lapses, inconsistency. He's so clean. So but at his at his height, Hawkins reminds me some of some of those things. David. Yeah. I'll have to revisit it again then. I wrote down, I thought he looked kind of like Pierce, Clark, Pierce Clarkson from the last class, except I guess probably a little stronger arm. Okay. Um, but, you know, 19% rush market share, it's it's solid. Um, I mean, he plays such a tough strength of schedule, which is over 50. So, you know, he's in 6A Texas. So mm-hmm. um, I know his completion percentage, and here I'm just throwing out these boring numbers that no one cares about, but like, 56% completion down from like 65, like without Jordan Tyson. So, you know, Jordan Tyson of Colorado was on his, was one of his receivers as a sophomore and he kind of took a bit of a dip there. Uh, you know, playmaker, he's, yeah, he's fun. Um, probably be like a tier three guy for me. And uh, I'm a slight, we know he's got to wait two years behind Jackson Arnold. And then I actually think the Kevin Speary kid for the 2025 guy they have committed is actually more talented, but so I don't know. He's kind of sandwiched in there. Mm. Uh, not sure. That's my take on it right now. Uh, you, you were excited about him. I trust your evals on QBs, so I'm going to have to go back and look for sure. Well, you know, this is initial viewing. And then usually what I do is I then fold in some of your charting information and things like that. So it's not a complete grade yet, not a complete evaluation. Like Matt mentioned, I mean, it was the highlights. So, um, but that when we get the full charting and stuff, I definitely bake that in and, and when, when things get finalized. But at his peak, I think you could say his, his upside, if you will, is, is pretty freaking great um, if things clean up and, and he gets consistent and all that information. Now, you make a great, great point about Jackson Arnold, who we all kind of like and I think grew on the team uh throughout the season last year and so that's tough and maybe he doesn't remain committed to oklahoma we'll see but uh you know jackson arnold being in the way there does you know that's a problem he's probably going to start for at least two of hawkins's years all right moving down we got two three stars committed to some smaller programs i say that but tcu just was in the national title game uh hoss henji or hedney um going to tcu Looks like an athletic guy, but I haven't watched too much of him. What would you say, David, about Haas? Great for his name, by the way. Yeah, he's one of the more athletic quarterbacks in this class for sure. I mean, he has a 10, 6, 8, 100 meter. Oh. Uh, you know, he ran for over 1,200, you know, over 1,200 rushing yards last year. 
um, against good competition in Texas, 5A. I think 36 SOS, something like that. I got him at 21.4 miles per hour. So um, I thought he was twitchy, and you can see that in his throwing motion too. Quick release, uh, strong arm. He can make some opposite, opposite field throws. Um, I would say decent accuracy. Um, the you know the downside is his size. Like he's not going to have the NFL size that we all covet, right? He's only I think on three has him at like I think or maybe it's two four seven. They have him at like five eleven one eighty five. So he's uh, a little bit smaller, but you know I can kind of see like the Dugan type guy. Like you know he's going to be a playmaker. He can, he's going to be good for fantasy in college. I think uh, I don't you know I'm very pessimistic when it comes to the NFL stuff, but I think he'll be a, a fun college player. I'll just put it that. Yeah, I, I actually really like him too. He's really dynamic, definitely explosive guy. Uh, appeared to have pretty good ball velocity too. Haas Haney, kind of interesting. Let's go. That's that's great. And then finally, we've got Deuce Adams. QB going to Louisville, three-star. Are we as excited about him? Yeah, not as, ex not as excited. Um, I like him, though. Like I, I think he's like – Kind of plays like graceful like he's like spry kind of always under control kind of like uh kind of how malachi nelson played a little bit where he's just kind of always under control he's kind of just i don't know he's savvy i, I guess he's he's from texas so you know he's playing he's playing good, pretty good competition uh he does a lot of like off platform like set he's also like a baseball shortstop so he does like a lot of these like sweet little sidearm passes that's you like that pretty, I, mean, just, I just love seeing that because you don't when I go through these classes, I don't see a lot of players making that those types of throws. Uh, I think like his downside. I don't know. We'll, we'll get his VOE. I I am slightly worried that he has a bit of a noodle. So that's like that's the main concern. I think like he's got to get, and that can increase. We'll see. Like even just by playing baseball, I don't know. It could potentially you're throwing a ball all the time. I don't know. And then you're just getting stronger in the weight room and stuff. So I think that's definitely an area for improvement. But. Louisville, in theory, is a good uh, landing spot for fantasy with uh, Brom over there. Uh, he doesn't exactly remind me of a necessarily as a Brom quarterback, but you know, he could definitely earn the spot down the line. Cool, Matt. Anything to add there? Pretty no, not all really. Analysis. All right. Well, I hadn't watched him yet, so um, good stuff. Thank you, David, for educating us on Deuce Adams. Um, you know, that'll do it. Those are some pretty good commitments. I mean, that's a, that's a big, you know, 10 days or so of commitments in April. Um, so some, uh, fun stuff to look forward to, and we will keep it rolling next week, but thanks for sticking with us with the official. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep just digging into the 2024 class all the time, 24 seven here, uh, on the official. So we'll see you guys next week. This has been the official. Thank <laughs> you.